everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And just be glad that we caught the fact that Wendy's microphone wasn't plugged in only four <laughs> minutes into recording the podcast and not, you know, 44 minutes oh into it. Oh my gosh. It's going to be that kind of day, but uh, uh, Wendy's going to hype herself up because this is a big episode. Hi. This is our pop culture club episode for May. I look forward to these every month. We're going to talk about the selections we made for each other, we're going to make new choices for each other, and then dig into everything else we've been consuming. But before that, you know, you can always find us outside of the podcast on Instagram, on TikTok. We are at Megan and Wendy. You can join our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. And, and we would love... If you would take a quick second and leave a five-star rating and a review, yes, you can leave a rating without leaving a written review, but the written reviews definitely help. We love them very much. We're always happy to hear from you. Yes, and uh, shoot us your emails at any time, Wendy at gmail.com. We do have an email today that I'm going to share with you, but before we share that email that I've already closed because I've already read it, <laughs> we I would like to tell you that I was messaging with someone on Instagram who was like, oh my gosh, I've been so afraid to email you. I'm going to do it right now, which by the way, you, you didn't, but <laughs> don't ever be afraid to email us. If we have somehow given you the impression that there is anything intimidating about us, there isn't zero things <laughs> we're begging you guys for your emails we love to hear them we love to receive them there has never been a single email we're like can you believe this no nope thrilled every single time and with that said we would like to read an email from jenny who says hi megan and wendy as always your podcast is one of my favorites i enjoyed your jumping into summer episode this week and wasn't sure if this little hack was common knowledge or not did you know that you can use your health savings account funds to purchase Supergoop sunscreen from their website. That's been a game changer for me and really helps me justify spending $58 on the giant tub of sunscreen that will make life this summer so much easier for my family. Now, I want to have a big reaction here, but I just <laughs> I already ago did. had this, a big reaction to this news. I do think I didn't know about this. And Neither I did I. super exciting. Especially at the end of the year when you have funds to spend, pre-purchase that sunscreen. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Prep. Get that FSA discount. All right. Wendy is struggling this morning. I'm for real on the struggle bus. And I don't, I, I just asked Megan, I was like, do you think this is normal? Um, guys, I went on the eighth grade Washington, D.C. field trip and I'm exhausted. I got home two days ago. I'm like, I can't even function. Did you say, do you, I think I have COVID right now? A few minutes ago, I said, I wonder if I have COVID. Yeah, I don't think you have COVID. I think it is exhausting. If you've ever chaperoned a trip like that, the pace is punishing because they keep the kids busy from the moment the sun comes up till many hours after it goes down. Mm -hmm. Mostly, I think, with the goal of like, don't give them any time to get in trouble. Exactly, because we would have dinner like at six and then do like three more visits to yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, you know, and we would roll into the hotel like at 945 and she would, the teacher would be like, curfew's at 10. Like they don't want them to have any downtime. Right. You know, I have chaperoned that trip. I did it when I was six months pregnant. And then my husband does that trip. He's done several of them. At one point we rode the Metro and our, the whole point of that was to ride the Metro. We did not have a destination. It was like, ride it up and ride it back just to give the Southern California non-public yeah. transportation using kids the experience. And there were two notable things about that. One, 
uh, eighth graders are like cats and they would like scatter in every direction. And I was mm -hmm. like, I cannot lose you on just stand right here and don't move, please. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the other thing was they were like, where are we going? And I was like, we're just we're just riding the metro. And they're like, we're not there's not like a monument or a museum. And I was like, no, you're just they're like, oh, thank God. They were just so <laughs> exhausted, too. So I think the pace is hard on the kids, too. I think so. I'll tell you, at one point I was so exhausted. We were at um, Arlington National Cemetery and I tripped. <laughs> And I had like a gaggle of teenagers behind me who thought that was the funniest thing ever. Luckily, I did not fall and hit the ground because usually I do because you know me, I'm a bit klutz, but I tripped and I caught myself and like they laughed and like I laughed it off and then I cried about it like an yes. hour later. And I honestly think in retrospect now it was just because I was so exhausted. Like I don't usually get like that emotional about things, but it made me feel like a 12 year old instantly oh, when I, these kids laughed at me. I can feel that sick feeling in my stomach. You know what I mean? I had like a major meltdown and this other mom's like, you're fine. You're fine. I was like, I think I'm going to go home. Like I, I don't know. I was losing it losing it it's it it's a lot a week with middle schoolers is a lot period yeah especially like other middle schoolers who are not biologically mine sure with uh, their first little taste of freedom yeah. feeling very cool it was a lot of like things that i wouldn't approve of my own child if she was doing that in someone sure. else's presence yes you know what i mean it yes. was it was rough guys I, amazing i've never been there before it was so cool to see like stuff i had never seen or had only seen in like history books so like that was super cool for me but like no i can't i would go with again with my family but i with some naps built in yes you know? well that's funny because did you guys go to gettysburg we did i think at gettysburg i think is where it is there's something called the electric map Mm -hmm. They like take you into this room and they kind of like light up the progression of the battlefields. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Well, when we went, our tour guide was like, we call this the electric nap because the room's like dark and quiet yeah. and everyone just like <sighs> for like 30 minutes while they're doing this mm -hmm. very educational presentation. And yes, I was six months pregnant and I totally fell asleep. You know, that's so funny. We did do that room and um, it made me nauseous. I had to leave. Oh, no. Yeah. It was weird. Just the weird, like, because it's round. a round room. Yeah. It, I, my eyes were playing tricks on me. I was like, I'm out. Speaking of travel, mm -hmm. uh, we're going on vacation. vacation. Would you call it vacation? No, I would call it a two-day getaway. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wendy and I have been trying to plan a trip, and we actually last year were like, we're going on a trip, and we went to San Diego for the weekend, and Wendy was sick the entire time I was dead sick i thought i was dying from covid i did not have covid i was remember how sick i was i was really sick i do because then i got just as sick afterwards when we came back and i did not have covid either i went i was covid tested after because i was like i definitely have covid she's like that bitch definitely <laughs> COVID. i felt i honestly hadn't been that sick in so long i know and i don't know if it was like out of practice of being sick i just think that whatever it was hit us hard so anyway that trip was a fail mm -hmm. we did have a great sushi dinner at one point <laughs> did, yes. but most of the rest of the trip was like doordash and <laughs> love island <laughs> laying in bed and watching love island i'm sorry so we are um doing a redo and it was kind of prompted by my husband who is mr concerts and is always looking for a new concert to attend and was like hey do you want to go to garth brooks in salt lake city that's the closest he's coming so salt lake is the closest to the west coast yeah Oh, okay. So I was like, "Hey, let's go to Salt Lake." So how did you how did you s spin your husband out of this trip? 
and make it a girl trip instead. Well, it's hard for us to get someone to watch the kids. Yeah. And he started planning a trip with my son for a couple weeks later. I'm like, oh, great. You do that. And I'm going <laughs> to see if Wendy wants to go. He was fine. Or he says he's fine. I think he's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I've never been to Utah before. Oh, don't be that excited. I'm sorry, Utahans. I'm excited. I'm excited to hit the soda spots. Dude, uh, dirty sodas. I can't wait. Wait, dirty sodas? That's what they're called. Those have alcohol in them. They don't have alcohol in them. They got stuff in them. Like, and they're trips? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. I'm excited to try, like, a soda bar. (laughs) If you have Salt Lake recommendations, send them our way. Yeah. What can we do? We like to, this is what we like to do, guys. We like to eat, and we like to uh, shop. So <laughs> send us those recommendations. If you're going to send us a hike, don't. Or uh, um... No, but there was that cool spot that I sent you that was, like, not a hike. It was, yeah. like, a 20-minute walk to, like, the... For a golden hour photo spot? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Me too. I'm not bringing hiking clothes. No, no, thank you. I was looking at an Airbnb, and it's in, like, the cool part of Salt Lake City. Okay, all right. Like walkable to restaurants and stuff. Oh, nice. I don't know. Um, Let's shoot us your recommendations. Um, I got a hot take. I'm interested in hearing about it. Go ahead. I recently came into a Dyson Airwrap and I did not buy it because I know you're going, Megan, you're the cheapest person I know. You definitely didn't spend $600 on this hair tool and you're right. My mom bought it and uh, she hated it and said, do you want it? And I said, yes, I do. (laughs) So... Prior to owning a Dyson Airwrap, I was like, you don't need a Dyson Airwrap. I could give you five tools that you can spend a fraction of that price on and do every single thing that Dyson Airwrap does. I mean, isn't it just like a curling iron, but made with hot air? Yeah, but it's not even. Yes. Okay. So it dries your hair and has multiple attachments for like drying and smoothing and Mm -hmm. whatever. It has curling wands, Mm -hmm. but they give you like, like the curls I have now, not like curl curls, like kind of like bouncy, big, wavy curls. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, after using it, my opinion is still it is not worth $600. Mm. It is kind of cool. Um, it takes for freaking ever if you have A, long hair or B, a lot of hair because you have to use t- small sections on the oh, little God. curling ones. Like no. this big. Like this big. No, that, no. That's a lot of sections. It takes for forever. <laughs> I can curl my hair much faster and they sell long curling barrels, which is what I actually need. Do I want to spend another $40? I mean, I didn't spend any money, but I don't want to put any more money into this when I already own a curling iron that I love. And I could replicate the bouncy curls it gives me with a $25 Conair hot roller set. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, there's a TikToker that I watch. Her name is Shay Sullivan and she uses this Dyson. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she like dries it and then curls it and then she wraps her hair in velcro Velcro rollers rollers. i mean she straight up is like reproducing like the jennifer aniston hairdo like it's very she's got great hair though she's got great hair but i was like that's a lot of work it is a lot of work work. yes and it just takes a long time so i keep using it if you love it, great. Like, keep loving it. I don't think it's a bad product. I'm just here to tell you, if you've been like, oh, I really wish I had one because it's the only way to get hair like that. It, it is not. I have a quick question about hair dryers. Um, something we talked about for years and years is the Revlon. Yeah. What's it called? Revlon what? Volumizer. Revlon. So they have a new one that's out. Like yeah. And improved it's a little narrower. Way. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the old ones, like, highly discounted inside mm-hmm. like, Target now. Mm-hmm. 
And that was like a $50 hairdryer at one point. I think it's like low 20s. Oh, wow. Um, But I also had heard, and I don't have any facts to back this up right now, but there was some problems with the original one. Okay. Here's what I know about the Revlon. I own it. I love it. They have two versions. Uh-huh. The newer one is slightly smaller of a barrel because okay. the or- original one has a huge barrel. Hard to use on, on short hair. Yes, would I would agree. Stick straight. Yeah. So the smaller barrel might be good mm-hmm. on shorter hair. And then uh, my friend Elizabeth tried it and she said the smaller barrel is good for getting a little bit closer to your roots. Oh. So the way I prefer to use that Revlon styler is to dry my hair like 70% of the way with a regular hair dryer just to get it mostly dry and then finish it with the Revlon. And I'm telling you, if you've got one of those, you don't need the Dyson. Mm. I think I might be interested in the smaller barrel run. I yeah. have a big one in it. But like I said, it would like almost make it straight. It wouldn't put any sort of like... Yeah, because you, your hair couldn't it. wrap all the yes, way around exactly. it at once. Exactly. Yeah, give the smaller barrel one a shot. I might. All right. Here it comes, guys. <laughs> Brace yourself. Gosh, I'm so mad. So I heard on Twitter and then I had to do a little bit of a deep dive to get the information. I've seen several authors on Twitter saying that their returns on their eBooks on Amazon have skyrocketed to the point that they're like actively losing money. Oh no. And then I saw this whole conversation between authors happening. They were like, yeah, I've considered going to Kindle Unlimited, which is where you allow your books to be downloaded essentially for free. People are paying a membership. Okay. And then I imagine you get X percentage for your books being posted there because they're losing money on the individual book sales. So then another author talked about it. And apparently Amazon's ebook return policy is currently 14 days. Whether you finish the book or not, you can Mm -hmm. return a book that you have read. And apparently what happened, and we will link an article, a TikTok user or many TikTok users started sharing that you can return your ebooks. So, like, you buy the ebook, you read the ebook, and then you return it. This is garbage behavior. Refunded for it. Yes. If you want a free book, use the library. Right. You can get free ebooks all the live long day. And I will even leave links to libraries that are not where you live, where you can have a free e-library card. Like the Broward County Library is one. I just added it. So if you want to expand your ebook options, use the Libby app and use an library card. I don't think you should be able to read a book and return it. I don't think you should either because that hurts the creator, the author of it. Like if you go to a movie and you didn't like it, do you ask for your money back? I never have. I'm sure there are people who do that. If I mean, yeah, I can't imagine you are buying a book, understanding that your experience with that book is unknown. Mm -hmm. And if you are not committing to owning that book, Use the library. Hey, I want to tell you that um, Audible offers the same thing. That you can return I did it. know that. You can download it and listen to it and return it. I did know that. Yeah. Now, I do know that Amazon will eventually crack down. You can lose your Audible account if, mm-hmm. if you, you're returning too many. Yes, if you're abusing the privilege. Mm-hmm. And I imagine the same thing is true of the Kindle return system if you're abusing it. On my research, I also found a TikToker who was like advocating for calling Amazon saying, I never received that product, getting your account credited when they had actually received Stop. it. That's stealing. Stop. That's stealing. Also, I kind of think this is stealing. I agree. I agree. If you want to read books for free, 
get them from the library. There is a way to do it. It's the the same reading experience on your Kindle. Wow. If you can think of a reason in which it's okay to return a book, and I'm sure there is, I'm just saying as a practice in order to read for free, I think it's bad form. Mm -hmm. Agree. All the rest of my takes are positive, so let's take a quick break and come back with Pop Culture Club. Yay! It's time for Pop Culture Club, and this month I assigned Wendy the book Five Total Strangers, and I'm wondering what you thought. Well... Ah, shit. I quit it about 30 minutes before it ended. Now, let me tell you. How do you not know how it ends? I googled it It, okay it's been a busy month and i knew i had to finish this book so yesterday i had like two hours left and i'm listening to it because that's how i consume my books it i swear to you it was just the same thing over and over now for the readers uh it's called five total strangers it's by natalie d richards mira is the lead character and basically she hitches a ride home with some strangers from an airport after all these like airport delays like flight delays whatever and like it's like five of them duh and they come across like all these things like you know bad weather and creepy guys and then things go missing and like all this weird stuff is happening and then it's also like this was what was hard about audible is like it kept like um flipping back to like some letters that were written to mira Uh uh-huh and i was like where in time are we? I don't understand where these letters are coming from. Why are they just mixed in with these regular chapters? Like, I don't get it. And I was just like, look, I can't do... All these people do is argue about who did what and getting home and missing chargers. And And keep in mind, the entire cast is 18 years old. They're all young. Yeah. So I quit and I Googled it and I found out that... She had a stalker, and he was in the car with them. I didn't. Oh, think it spoiler was, alert! Sorry, I didn't think it was very <laughs> suspenseful. I thought it would. I there were some parts that I was like, "Oh, that's kind of scary," but then like, and then it would just like fizzle out. Like, uh, I never suspected a stalker. I didn't know. I thought the letters were from like a parent. I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. the letters I knew were from like a romantic interest, but it is unclear. And then like towards the end of the letters, you're like, "Oh shit, this person is not nice." This person is sitting next to you in the car. <laughs> it's like the phone calls are coming from in the house. Yeah. And so I kind of liked it, but I didn't like it enough to finish the last 30 minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Wendy assigned me the movie Taken, starring Liam Neeson. And I would say that this is a good example of the difference between a good movie and an entertaining movie. Okay. Because I don't think there's anything about this that's like, oh, that's a a good movie. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. (laughs) And 50% of the movie is just Liam Neeson kicking ass. Like, he's just like... But he's a badass in it, though. He is. And that's what I'm saying. It is entertaining and it is enjoyable to watch. Mm -hmm. But at no point you're like, wow, that was a great movie. But it is... I was entertained the whole time. And it's only an hour and a half. Yeah, Like, it's a a good length for a movie like this. But in, like, the last 30 minutes, I'm like, 29 of these minutes are him just, like, bang, 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 like, just killing people, kicking people, cutting their throats. Apparently, he murders 30 people. I was looking up something about the movie and they're like, how many people died? He killed 30 people. I don't know those details. Wow. Impressive. 
So it has a Rotten Tomatoes audience score of 85%, which seems high. People People love this movie. Yes, including me. It's so good. I did enjoy it. And then I was like, well, what? Because there's Taken 2 and Taken 3. I'm like, what are the next ones about? And it's just like them like getting revenge, basically. You know what? I don't even think I've seen the sequels of this movie. Um... I like I don't know, I looked up a description, but I was like, does she get taken again? <laughs> Could you imagine? I think it's the wife who gets taken in the oh, second goodness. movie, maybe. Okay, but I want to say, knowing you know exactly, it's this movie is a number of years old. I know exactly what happens. I know his daughter is about to get kidnapped, and so knowing that going into it, like the wife is so unlikable in mm-hmm. the first third of this movie because she's so dismissive of him as her father because he was like so consumed with his work that he was never home, and so every opinion that he has when he's overprotective, she's like, you know what? I don't care. And then they deceive the father about who she's staying with and where they're going and. I was like, oh, you kind of suck. She's 17 years old. Yeah. He's not a bad guy. Like, <clears throat> he wasn't a great present father, but he wasn't a bad person. Right. And you know what it reminded me of? What? You know in Gilmore Girls? Mm-hmm. Where Luke finds out when he has a 14-year-old that he has a child. Mm-hmm. And... Anna is the mom's name, I mm-hmm. think. And she's really overprotective. And she's like, I, you weren't going to be a good dad. And I have always been mad about that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that wasn't your choice to make. Because mm-hmm. Luke, well, definitely at no point in his life really ready to be a parent. And I could understand that like 14 years prior to Luke was probably not like, he's the guy I want. He wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. He would have struggled. But he wasn't a bad dude. And I was like, that was never your choice. I will die on this hill that she made, Anna Nardini made a bad choice. <laughs> and at one point, the mom in Taken is like, you couldn't be trusted with that information. I'm like, that wasn't your choice to make. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I did, I did enjoy it though. Awesome. It was fun. Okay. Oh, and as I was driving home today, Liam Neeson is the guest on Smartless. Oh. So I only heard like the first like five or six minutes oh, of yeah, the interview. It. Yeah. It's not like I'm a huge Liam Neeson fan or anything. I just really like that movie. No, I would not say I'm a huge Liam Neeson fan either, but I enjoy him. So let's talk about this month's assignments. Go for it. Like I said, I was in Washington, D.C. And we went on a ghost oh, tour walk. And at one point, our tour guide says, No, I know what you're going to make me watch. <laughs> he says, he says, he's telling a story and says, they took the headstones and left the bodies. And I was like, that's a line from Poltergeist. So for this month, Megan will be watching the 1982 classic starring a young Craig T. Nelson, Poltergeist. I didn't know Coach was in Poltergeist. Yes, he plays the dad. <sighs> Fine. I'm not going to enjoy it. Watch it with your husband. Look, it it came out in 1982. How many years is that? 40. It's 40 years old. It's going to be so cheesy. It's like not going to be that scary. Yeah. You know? Is the is it the vomit? Is Poltergeist one with the vomit? No, that's Exorcist. Okay. No, this is going to be fine. There's like a scary clown in it a little bit, but other than that, I got to watch fine. it like at 9 a.m. Yeah, watch <laughs> it during the daytime. I'll even come over and watch it with you. Okay. With you, okay. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm regretting my choice because I'm actually going easy on Wendy this month. That's easy. I mean, in terms of time, but not in terms of my emotional well-being. Okay. I'm already n- nervous about it. Um, I chose a short story. 
It is an Audible original. It's only available on Audible. It is called Evidence of the Affair by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Now, Taylor Jenkins Reid wrote The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. She wrote Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm -hmm. She wrote... Malibu Rising. Yes. But prior to those books, she wrote books called After I Do, Maybe in Another Life, and Forever Interrupted. And... I loved early Taylor Jenkins Reid. Now, I like her newer books, too. They're just a very different tone. I really liked her first books and that style of writing. And so Evidence of the Affair is about an hour and a half on Audible, so it's quick. It is told, I think, almost completely in letters. Mm -hmm. And it was meant to be listened to. So I think you might like it. Okay. I'm excited. And I... Like I said, like that original style of Taylor Jenkins Reid. So I actually, like, her new books get a lot of hype, but I kind of miss her old style. Okay. I'm excited about that. Moving on. Assignments have been made. Let's talk about what else we're watching. Okay. You want me to start? Oh, my goodness. I see her note here. Yes, go ahead. I have continued to watch Summer House. Oh, my God. What season are you on? I'm only on season three. Okay. Um, it's like a, you know, I just like throw it on every now and then, but I am enjoying it. Season three brings in some a new cast of characters, mm-hmm. and some of them are likable, and some of them are not. If Hannah talks about how she used to play tennis, my head's going to explode. That never goes away until she leaves Like, nonstop. Like, yeah. growing up as a star tennis player, when I was a star tennis player, oh my gosh, there has to be something else interesting about you. Yeah, no. Like, you're, you don't do that anymore. She's so, so unlikable. I never really disliked her, but, like, the fans really yeah. didn't like her. I like Paige a lot. So I, I like Paige, too. I am continuing to watch and that. This is the season when, like, Paige and um, Carl are, like, making out in the closet, like, secretly, right? Uh, not yet. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> There's that other douche that Paige and Hannah work with. Jordan. Mm, and Jordan it. makes out with Danielle. And Danielle really likes Jordan. And Jordan is like, uh, well, it was just, like, a moment in time. And, like, Danielle comes back the next week. I'm, like, very excited to see him. And he's kind of like, mm. Yeah. He's, no. he's, he's sleazy. So, but it's sleazy. It's, it's enjoyable. Complete opposite end of the spectrum. I watched a comedy special by Gerard Carmichael called Rothaniel. Mm-hmm. And it was recommended on the podcast. And Jamie on the podcast said, it's like if Hassan Minaj were more contemplative. Have you ever seen the Hassan Minaj homecoming special? I don't even understand the words coming out of your mouth right now. Who, he, what? Hassan Minaj is a comedian. Okay. He has a comedy special called Homecoming. I highly recommend that also. But she said like his style is like that. But if it was more contemplative, there's lots of pausing and it's very conversational. It's not like bit, 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 bit. It's just him talking. He tells the story of coming out to his parents and he talks about his dad, who was not the greatest dude growing up. Mm-hmm. It's very good, very different from any kind of comedy special I've ever seen, which I kind of liked it because sometimes comedy specials, I'm like, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. This guy hosted um, SNL a couple weeks ago, which I watched, and I was not familiar with him. 
I really enjoyed him on that, especially his opening monologue was really good. I had forgotten that he had a special, so I might go back and watch that. You should. It's really good. And there's like audience participation. They ask him questions. It's very, it's good. It's worth an hour of your time. And I'm not like the comedy special person. Mm -hmm. Like I don't naturally gravitate towards them. I'm also watching Heartstopper on Netflix, which is based on a graphic novel by Alice Oseman. It's this show is about teenagers, made for teenagers, mm -hmm. and it is a coming-of-age story. Oh, would I like it or no? You might. It's like this kind of nerdy little boy in high school. He's 14, and he is like... He has these his like nerdy little friends, but he also falls for this rugby player mm -hmm. who is um, a little confused by his sexuality. Uh -huh. And then there's like some kind of shitty teenage boys who, you know, like... They're just shitty teenage boys. Not aggressively so, not in a frightening way, but in a way like if you have a teenage boy, you're like, oh, that hurts my heart because that is yeah. how boys talk to each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it is also very lovely. And because it was based on a graphic novel, they throw in these little bits of like graphics that like just kind of pay homage to that, which I think is oh, very sweet. Neat. I would watch that. It's on what? what it's on service? Netflix. It's like 29 minute episodes. There's eight of them. It's just a sweet high school story that is not aggressively high school in the way like Ginny and Georgia made you terrified to have teenagers. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Mm -hmm. Where they were like sex and drugs upstairs in the basement. And yeah, 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 yeah. it's not like that. It's very sweet. And what about your last one here? I've seen the previews for it, but I haven't you would yet. like this. So Under the Banner of Heaven is based on a true story. It is also based on a nonfiction book by John Krakauer. And it is the story of a murder of a young woman and her baby daughter very violent murder but it also digs into there's some like mormon fundamentalist ties mm. around the family and i had heard another podcast talking about this and they said the one nice thing was unlike many of the other based on a true story series we're getting there's not already a documentary about this oh, yeah so it's not like you don't already have all of the information and uh -huh. now you're just watching it dramatized yeah 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 Andrew Garfield is in it. He's fantastic. He's not like Spidey. He's mm -hmm. just great. He plays the detective who is also LDS in, in this show. There's, I think only two episodes are out, so it's not all out oh, yet. I hate that. I need it all. Well, then just wait a couple weeks. Yeah, okay, I will. But I think you'd like it. It's a murder mystery with some drama involved. I'm here for that. So for what I'm watching is my... And I... And, looking at my list and I've probably talked about some of these like last month and the previous months it's just because there's a lot of things a lot of episodes so I apologize if there are repeats but we are watching my husband and I succession mm -hmm. on HBO we are only on the second season right now it's a hard watch just mm -hmm. because it's family dynamic they are so messed up mm -hmm. but I enjoy it so much and that's like our show together so I can't like you know, watch without him or I get in trouble, you know, for skipping ahead. Still watching Shark Tank. We watched last night. Did you? Yeah. I'm still watching Shark Tank. I put it on my phone as I got into the shower this morning and my husband goes, Shark Tank, shocker. And I was like, <laughs> dude, there's so many seasons. I have to, like, I got to mm -hmm. get through it. And I, for some reason, I feel like I have to watch every episode of every season right am now. i remembering correctly that you have like a stand outside your shower for your phone no i can tilt it on the um there's like a ledge and i tilt it and i can see it through the glass and you can hear it 
I well, I have the subtitles on, but oh. I also do turn it up very, very loud. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I know it's awful. I'm sorry. Um, finishing up the girl from Plainville, which is on Hulu. I talked about this show. It's real life. Like Megan said, like you can watch any like 48 hours or ABC, mm-hmm. whatever documentary about this case. I find the retelling of it in a dramatic fashion not very good on Hulu. This oh. Is, it's just, I don't, it's not that good. Sorry. Selling Sunset is back on Netflix. Did you watch that? Uh, no, I have seen a, f- a few, but no. Yeah, this is a throw-on show for me. I don't follow it closely because I actually really don't care about these people yeah. and their storylines, but I don't know why I turn it on and watch it. Well, you know, it seems like all anybody's talking about in the last week, and I was like, could I just watch season five, like, just so I know who yes, these people are? Because it doesn't matter. It's it doesn't the matter. same it's drama. The same stuff over and over and over. And the reason I like, um, like, Million Dollar Listing on Bravo more than Selling Sunset is because it's actually – more about the house yeah this is not this is like real housewives selling houses you know what i mean it's is like josh flag still on million dollar listing yeah yeah you know he and his husband just got divorced i did, I did but he's in a new that. relationship i know but i liked his ex and i can't remember bobby is it bobby i mm-hmm. do like bobby two more things finally white hot the rise and fall of abercrombie and fitch that has always been a really hard word for me to say it's a documentary on netflix and it's gross. You should watch it. But I also heard that it's like super repetitive and kind of boring. Is it not boring? It kind of is, but it's it's like an hour and a half. It, or maybe it was three episodes. It might have been three oh, episodes. Oh, then I can do that. Well, you know, I think anybody who grew up in the 90s mall era can relate to it. I've yeah. been wanting to watch that. It's just basically about how terrible their practices were. Yeah. And finally, I've watched the reboot of The Kardashians on Hulu. Who am I? I never even really watched their original show that was on E. I've been very confused about this because there was a lot made of, like, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is ending, but they just, like, pivoted to a new network. They just got a new deal on a different network. And it's a little bit, um, it's not as, like, like the other ones were. It's basically the same show. They let a couple of, like, uh, curse words fly on Uh the show. And, you know, it's... It's the same thing. It's really the same thing. Yeah. All right. All right. What you're reading? Oh, my God. Please don't don't come for me. Megan's making a face. I'm not. I'm just waiting for <laughs> you to speak. This is the face you're making. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great demonstration for an audio podcast. <laughs> I am reading. Well, actually, I, I haven't started it yet. It just, came, it just came out last week, and I received it while I was uh, in Washington, D.C., it's Off With My Head by Stassi Schroeder. Wait, you bought like a physical book? I did. That's so funny. Isn't that bizarre? I, I don't know why. Like I, a, a memoir, it's, you'd think I you was want hoping, to listen to it. I think I was hoping that there were going to be pictures. Okay. <laughs> and there are not. So should I return it? <laughs> Uh, you know, for the listeners of the show, Stassi was the star, one of the stars of Vanderpump Rules, who was then canceled for being racist. Yeah. Okay. That's like my favorite, sh- one of my favorite shows of all time. Like, I just love that show just because it's terrible, trashy TV. And this book is her second book and it's called Off With My Head. I think it, I'm hoping it's like 
she has like a realization about the shitty shit she's done and yeah uh, has she ever had a moment where she has shown like growth because i know she's still very active on social media and she has like a patreon only podcast so the title of the book is called hold on The definitive, definitive basic bitch handbook to surviving rock bottom. So okay. I'm hoping she's going to talk about like, you know, being fired from Vanderpump and how that's affected her life. And, and I was a bad person. And, and yeah, exactly. I needed to look deeper in myself because yeah. everybody around me was like, you're hot and blonde. That's all yeah. you need to be in your life. Yeah. Including so, her parents, by the way. I, yeah, I know. It's all problematic, guys. Okay. Um, but I'm excited to read it. Okay. <laughs> I have two books that I have recently read. The first is Something Wilder by Christina Lauren. And Christina Lauren is actually two women who co-write all of their books. So if we wrote a book together, it'd be like Megan Wendy. I know. It doesn't play so well. Um, I got one. Anne Lynn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? It's Wendy Bailey. <laughs> Why do I get your dog's name? I get my dog's name. <laughs> Yeah, Anne Lynn's a good one. Okay. Penny Bailey. That's good. Nice. Coming soon. (laughs) To Hallmark Publishing. Um, So Christina Lauren is a favorite author pair of mine. I've read just about everything they've written. And they have a new book out on May 17th called Something Wilder. And it is similar in style to their other books, but it has an, it's a little bit, there's like a treasure hunt involved. It's a little bit of a second chance romance. Mm-hmm. Not in a weird um, way. There's a little bit of suspense involved. Mm-hmm. There's there's potentially a murder that happens. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit of a departure from what they usually do with enough of everything else that I've always loved about them to make this an enjoyable summer read. Mm-hmm. I have another book that I can't wait to recommend, but it doesn't come out until July. So I'm going to hold off and I'm going to tell you that I read the 2017 young adult novel, What to Say Next by Julie Buxbaum. She was the author of Tell Me Three Things, which is another great YA novel that if you like YA novels, you may have read. And this was a book it's a book about uh a girl whose father has died tragically and a boy who self-identifies as a person with asperger's even though in the book they're like that designation doesn't exist he very much like clings to that like i feel like that's the best description Mm -hmm. of me Mm -hmm. and they kind of are unlikely friends who befriend each other and there is one point in the book you're like i know exactly what the conflict is going to be and that happens but then they're is an additional conflict beyond that. If you like YA novels, I would recommend this one. Mm. Gosh, I'm so impressed with how much you read. Oh, don't be. I am. Finally, let's move on to what we're listening to. You want me to go? Mm-hmm. I have been listening to the Delete This podcast with Hank and Catherine Green. It's not a regularly published podcast. Mm. It's They describe it as a look back over their week via... Hank's tweets and other tweets. It's mostly just them chatting. Um, I love Hank Green. Mm -hmm. And in the Green Brothers duo, I was a longtime John Green fan. I've read, I think, all of his books. Mm -hmm. And really only knew Hank Green as John Green's brother. But Hank Green on Twitter is one of my, excuse me, 
well, on Twitter too, but on TikTok is one of my favorite follows. And then Hank Green wrote two books that I loved so much, more than I like John Green's books. And I just enjoy him a lot. And um, are they twins? No. Oh, okay. And his wife has kind of like a dry sense of humor. I like and I, their podcast is just fun to listen to if you like that kind of like, let's just chat about life in a funny way. And then I'm listening to music. I'm in a bit of a country music renaissance. Are you now? Yeah. New country. Okay. So I'm into like the Brett Eldridge, Russell Dickerson, Thomas Rhett. And we have tickets to at least one of those people, potentially more. I don't know any of those names except for Thomas Rhett. It's funny. If you listen to them all, you're like, they all sound the same. Mm-hmm. This is, There's a real specific sound to country music right now. Listen, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But... I'm enjoying it. Awesome. I may have mentioned this last week. I'm last week, last month. Um, I'm listening to the podcast called Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald, which is just basically pop culture stuff. Does she ever have a guest? Yeah. Because I don't, I listened and I was like, I don't really like it when she's just talking to herself. She banter. She had, and I can't remember their last names right now, is Julie and Brandy. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. They're on Jeff Lewis's show all the time. They're so Goldman. funny. Yes. Uh, yes. Julie they're... Goldman and Brandy something or other. Yeah, they host Dumb Gay Politics, which yes. is their own podcast. Yes. But they're so funny. Very. And I love them. <laughs> foul as hell oh yeah it's just it's right in my lane <laughs> i love it so she, they're on every once in a while sometimes she has like maybe like an assistant on mm. um sometimes maybe she's just all by herself yeah the one episode i listened to she was by herself i'm like i need i need people for this kind of conversation she's just basically talking pop culture stuff things that are happening like on Kind of like this episode to be quite honest yeah episode we're doing right now but of course she's got like the entertainment inside track uh-huh. that we don't uh-huh. i like it actually met her in an airport one time and she was lovely oh i'm also still listening to nobody's listening right me too i have a question for you okay a question about that podcast and this is not going to make sense to the listeners but there was an episode where elizabeth told a story that she was went into a bathroom and there was hair all over the countertop Uh and was trying to determine like where it came from yes and i'm curious where you think it came from okay i didn't i listened to the entire episode and every explanation they offered i'm like i don't understand like they offered the explanation that maybe someone was pleasuring themselves over Uh the sink and that result resulted in like hair Uh uh-huh i was like how i don't even understand how this happens are you trimming a part of your body over a public bathroom sink there is no explanation that makes sense other than this person is like a sociopath and doing this for a reaction (laughs) because in what world do you get hair south of the border all over a bathroom counter i don't know i'm perplexed by it me too so I was just a public bathroom counter. I was. It's not like your husband shaving his face and leaves their whiskers in the sink and like walks away because they don't realize that it's there. I don't know how you could create such a mess in a public bathroom and not be aware of it and then be like, eh, peace. Yeah, I will link the episode in our show notes. It's a funny listen. Yeah. It's a really funny lesson, especially when Andy finds out that Elizabeth took a picture of it and he's like, why didn't you lead with that? I died. I just thought it was so funny. It's appointment listening for me every Wednesday. I'm listening to some music too. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my 14-year-old to go see Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo later this month and feel I need to know some of, I mean, I know some of the like hit songs, but I don't 
No. You don't know her entire album? No. Oh, God. Come to my house. <laughs> no, I don't. So I have downloaded the set list. Oh, man. I would be rocking with the 14-year-olds. I want to yeah, go. My daughter's going to die. She's just going to be, like, so horrified. And then I'm also going to see, um, with my daughter, also Rex Orange County. Have you ever heard of no. this person? It's like this dude. He's, like, uh, from England. I don't know. Whatever. His name is – that's his stage name is Rex Orange County. She loves him so much. We're going to the Hollywood Bowl. Like, oh, gosh. I know. I know. I don't know who I am. I was like, I'm trying to expose her to, like, you know, like, live music. Because yeah. it's, like, my, one of my favorite things. And, like, and I'm hoping we can have these, like, shared experiences yeah. together. So I was like, okay, well, it's in the summer. We'll go. We're going to do yeah. it. We're going to do it. You know, if you're not from Southern California... My husband loves to go to concerts. I, he'll be on the computer and he'll be like, do you want to go see so-and-so? And my first question is, where are they? <laughs> because if it's at the Hollywood Bowl and if it's on a weeknight, Don't forget it, I'm like, right? get out of town. It takes four hours to get there on a weeknight. <laughs> Parking is a freaking nightmare. We have a couple Hollywood Bowl concert tickets coming up and one's on a Saturday, which I'm like, great. <laughs> The other one is a Friday night. I'm like, you're either taking a half day from work or I'm meeting you there because I am not leaving at 3 p.m. on a Friday to drive from Orange County to the Hollywood Bowl. This is a Southern California specific thing, but woof. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a big deal. Is that the Greek? So, oh, it's even worse. (laughs) And the Greek is even worse parking at the Hollywood Bowl because they stack you in and you can't get out unless the person in front of you leaves. I know. It's, I know. I know. This I is know. Uh, how a 42-year-old mom thinks about going to concert. Yeah. big no fun. I haven't been to the Greek in forever. I'll tell you, the last person I saw there was Chris Isaac, if that gives you any indication. I saw of- Debbie Gibson there at the Greek. That's the last person I saw there. Debbie it's it's a Gibson. cool venue, but woof. I know. I know. All right. That's everything we're watching and listening to and reading this month. Let's take a quick break and come back to talk approved items. Okay. I wish you could see my face as I see Wendy's approved item. <laughs> oh my God. I'm having terrible. a hard time believing that this is something good. For new listeners to the podcast is where we share something we own and use or consume and love. I'm sorry. It's a shark tank item. Oh, of course it is. It's called mush. Ready to eat oats. And they're delicious, especially the blueberry flavor. This is like an overnight oat situation that is pre-made. Ready to eat. It is rolled oats. It's blueberries. It's dried blueberries. It's coconut milk. It's scrumptious okay i like an overnight oat Mm -hmm. but my problem i've seen like trader joe's sells like a pre-packaged overnight oat situation they don't get excessively mushy Mm -hmm. no i don't think so okay i I don't know i don't know i've never made an overnight oat at home so i don't know like i don't have anything to compare it sure I think it's delicious. Now, okay. When I saw these on Shark Tank, they sold them in like these big containers, almost like what you would buy like a mini lasagna in. I was going to say butter. Like oh, okay. Butter okay. Okay. Huge. It was more than one portion. Mm-hmm. Now they're in more of a round yogurt, yogurt container. Uh-huh. You know, so they're... 
I think a better portion. And where do you buy them? You can get them anywhere. Like They're, a grocery store. Any grocery store. I buy them at Target. That's the only place. Like, I haven't really found them at the other two places that I shop. Trader Joe's definitely doesn't carry them. No, no. But like Ralph's, Kroger, Vons, Whole Foods, Sprouts, they all sell they, them. But you haven't seen them. I haven't looked specifically. I found them one random day at Target, and that, that's where I like buy at. the yogurt. No, they it is a uh, grab and go situation. So like, you know, in, in the Targets that have cold food, and it's like um, the produce department, and then they have like bottled drinks and kind of like prepackaged like sandwiches and meat trays and stuff like that. That's where they're at. It says they are in store at Ralph's. And I have had the vanilla bean and the, um, I think it's called coffee coconut. Blueberry is my favorite. Ooh, they have apple cinnamon. That yes, sounds good. I haven't seen that one in stores. Hey, look, they're good. I wish I could tell you what they cost right now. I have no idea. And there's a coupon. If you buy them at Ralph's, save $1 on two. Come on. Yummy, okay. Yummy. It's been warm here. We've been using our pool a lot. I've been sitting outside supervising the use of the pool a lot. And you know me, I love my sun protection. And my favorite hat is the ugliest thing I own. Mm. It is a roll-up hat, which makes it nice and packable if you're traveling or throwing it in a beach bag or a pool bag. But what I like about it is the top is open. Mm -hmm. So you just it's like a giant visor, basically, yeah, like but it. with all the way around mm -hmm. like a sun hat. And I can put my hair up through the top of the sun hat, mm -hmm. and then strap the sun hat around because I don't want a hat on and then pressing my hair down on my neck when yeah. it's hot outside. Totally. And you can get them. I actually saw Target is selling one this year. I always get mine from Amazon. I saw one in store at Nordstrom Rack. So they're very mainstream now. Mm -hmm. They're about 15-ish dollars, depending on where you find them. All right, that has been our episode for the week. Come back on Thursday for our preview of Hallmark's Summer Nights programming and shoot us an email with what you're watching and loving, Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.